All right, we I cannot wait to get to Corinthians. When we Well, we are here, mister. We are here. This is a, Yeah, I couldn't wait. These are definitely not going to be short. <laughs> Some of them, I mean, I'll try to we'll try to keep them and short as possible. Everybody's laughing going, "Of course, Brandon." Yeah, but I don't think there's any way that these are going to be short because there's so much in Corinthians that, and it, Corinthians is just really an interesting book too because it's a book that sometimes we forget that Paul is responding to a church and the church was, which I'll go into in a minute, but the church was all messed up. So they had a bunch of different issues that they needed ironed out yeah i think we forget sometimes that these are we forget that these are are letters and specific to a church and that's one thing that you need to know about it before you read it now that doesn't mean because everything that he lists out in there is where we get so much so many of our um, ideas application all kinds of different things so i mean there's there's everything is applicable but a lot of times i think uh, people use corinthians to beat people over the head with things yeah. and and they use it very authoritative sometimes and, and don't while there's many authoritative things in uh truths sorry about the dog, <laughs> sorry um, about the dog barking. but the point of it is isn't to take it and turn it into this super legalistic thing in a in a, in a large instruction of rules and different things. I mean, it's a, like I said, there's there's a lot of content here, but. Well, in we'll context, go. a lot of it does apply to us in the here and no, now. No, no, no. And, but yeah. there's also a deal of it that you take it out of context no, everything, and start doing crazy things. E- e- yeah, most of it applies. And that's what, I guess that's what's going to go perfect with me getting into it here. So another set of letters from Paul. Mm-hmm. Again, my homeboy again. Anyway, to the Corinthians. In total, there was four of these letters. Do we only have two? We only have two. The other two are just lost. Yes. How the do other... you know there's four of them? Because he refers to other letters inside of Corinthians that were to the Corinthians that he had already written. Mm, so okay. you you get the picture that there's more. But only two of them have survived. Well, I'm sure there's probably more letters to most of these churches that we don't sure but this this church was really really interesting and this is the reason why i wanted to make a big deal out of these ones is because this is where paul first met priscilla and aquila the first time during his second missionary journey that he was on when he first traveled to corinth which aquila and priscilla are inspiration for a and p home church exactly so that's why i was super excited to get to this book specifically because there's so much in it with uh the church obviously and and early problems within the church and paul addressing those mm-hmm. and this is something where paul spent a lot of time here in corinth uh, matter of fact, when he came to Corinth the first time and he met Priscilla and Aquila. Now, Priscilla and Aquila were both Jews that were Roman citizens. They were from Rome, so they were Roman Jews that were expelled in 49 AD when the Emperor Claudius expelled all Jews out of Rome. Okay. Um, likely because there was trouble. The Christian message was starting to cause a lot of trouble in the synagogues in oh, Rome and yeah. in the area. Yeah, so but so things started to get ugly. It started to cause a lot of problems in Rome. So finally, they just got 
he just got tired of it and just expelled all the Jews uh, out of Rome. So they wound up in Corinth and had been there. But Aquila and Priscilla were already Christians by the time that they arrived at Corinth. This is way before they even met Paul. Sure. So they were already they were already well seasoned Christians enough to where they had already corrected, you know, um, other believers. Like they were they were very they were a very solid couple, in that right. And they were both of them were tent makers mm-hmm. as well as as Paul was. So that just kind of fit all together. But Paul wound up going uh, to Corinth and meeting up with Aquila and Priscilla. And they're like, whoa, Christian, wow, hey, tent makers, we've got a ton in common. Yeah. They're like, come stay with us for a while. So they wound up, he wound up staying with Aquila and Priscilla when he was there. He was there for about uh, six years. And every Sabbath, he went to the synagogues and preached. So... But what's really interesting about Corinth is, I know we've said this before, and and it's almost turned into a cliche thing with with a lot of these different cities, but Corinth itself was a lot like the Las Vegas, New York, New York. Uh, you know, and, and I know I think we we've said that about the other letters too, Los but Angeles. Corinth. It was very, very famous for a bunch of different things, and which it still is. I mean, you even you can, um, you know, we hear of Corinth leather, you know, or, or but for them it was. Well, go ahead. What the, the note in um, my Bible here? Paul's Corinth was at once the New York, Los Angeles, and Las Vegas of the. Oh, well, that's world. funny. I didn't. The, like, yeah, I hadn't read that part, but you know, it really was, and uh, it, they were known for its architecture. There's a oh, lot of famous, beautiful, beautiful architecture. Well, even in the ruins that are there now. I mean, if that's what it yeah. looks like now, thousands of years. Like, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Be- oh, be- that back in its heyday. Yeah. Beautiful art. Yeah. It's that whole area, too. Right on the... It was another port. Very, very um, busy port city. But it was very, very famous um, for its architecture. Like I said, painters, artists that came out of uh, came out of there. Um, the games. The games. Well, the other problem that it was really famous for was its uh, temple to the Roman goddess Venus. That was dedicated to the Roman goddess Venus, mm-hmm. which that's the pretty much the sex goddess. Oh, fantastic! So in the temple, they had around a thousand different prostitutes and. That would be, and they were called priestesses. Oh, of course. At the time, uh, that would be around available available for services. Las Vegas. And but this was very, very ingrained in all of their culture. Mm-hmm. So not only was it, you know, yeah, the Las Vegas, like people went there, knew Corinth for their that, and you know, they probably had friends in the temple and that type of thing, but. Um, it was also really a big part of their culture yeah. um, and their everyday life, uh, which is much <laughs> we like we have. We yeah, and, and we'll see as we go into it, but it was, it was much like it was today. But in, in Paul's time, it was still, it was, it was like this already, you know. I mean, it was, we, we think... 
we're so far removed from these cultures or these things because we say oh this is what you know in the in the 50s ad right yeah you're like oh that's so long ago yeah but in reality really stuff has changed so much in yeah in reality you know the, the the commonalities haven't changed at all mm-hmm. really this was a very very busy city that had the same type of things that we do today they had shops they had theater they had um prestige and this was you know they had people that were at the top and were very very intelligent and influential and it was all about stat the status you know mm-hmm. um it was it, all the same as it is today um if not exactly exactly you know? we're not that no we're really not you know you could you can you can make a list of things that we're dealing with today and find the very exact same list mm-hmm. of of things that you saw just back less then it was just less i yeah they just they didn't get there yet they didn't have they didn't they didn't have but i do think that is an important that note that i think we read this and we just think of like people living in tents out in a desert Right. You know what I mean? Like right. we have this this idea that things are very much removed, and that's been a big part with the kids in our homeschool is to make them realize just how normal these people's lives were compared to even what we know. You right. Know, they are so. Um, the kids. That's why we've read those books where they're like based on a biblical story, but tell it from like a person's perspective there in that time, and the kids see just how much of a regular person that would have mm-hmm. been dealing with the same things that we deal with, you know, and stuff like that. Obviously, not everything's the same, but you get the idea. And so, I think especially looking into these issues that are being addressed in all of the letters, but here, you know, in the letters to the Corinthians, and you look at it and you're like. Oh wow, that's like practically the same thing that we're dealing with today, and it really is well, not that big of a difference. And the fact that that Christians were living amongst this and having to live and work amongst this, and yeah. uh, well, because we look is, at that, and we're like, well, how on earth do we deal with that? The right. Bible doesn't tell me. That's well, a challenge. This is the exact. This is what they were dealing with here, and and what Paul is dealing with is the problems in the church, specifically mm-hmm. in this area. It was a church that was, uh, that was caught up in. You know, Paul. Like I said, Paul was there for six years, so the 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 church was planted. Um, he went to the synagogue, you know, and and taught every Sabbath day. Uh, the follow up, oh, man, you'll have to look it up. I think it's Acts eighteen. I should have no, I had it. If I want to say yeah, it's you're Acts right. eighteen. Acts eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul in Corinth that tells the whole story. Um, of that, uh, of him going and him mm-hmm. and preaching and everything in there. So he spent a lot of time there, and there was there was a there was a large group, a large church that was planted in Corinth. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, it was very very like I said, this was a very very prestigious, very um, you know arrogant type you know culture and people. Uh, so wrestling with all those things, this was your everyday modern Western. Sure. Well, where person. do you think we got all of our ideas from? Up the way that we. It, yeah, it. it's funny that <laughs> it, our the Roman and Greek stuff. influence yeah. in in our everyday life is is it's everywhere. People don't give it enough credit. Mm-hmm. So when I when you read a book like Corinthians and you see a lot of these things, while some of these things weren't directly specific to us. Sure. A lot you can see the things that are very comparable to the, to what you're dealing with today. Think of anything to stop and remember how 
um, relatable that this all is, even to the here and now. We are not so far removed that these things are just, you know, some little story we read. Now, despite him being there and him preaching this, this church was a cluster. <laughs> An absolute mess. A absolute mess. Because Quill and Priscilla went on. They ended up being... Uh, going back to Rome mm-hmm. and going back to their house and being able to be in and in, in planning their their home church in Rome and growing it from there uh, before that all went <laughs> south. Yeah, but um, they uh, they had went on. So the, the church in Corinth just kind of spiraled into this just cluster that like today you look and you see the division Mm -hmm. the issues that we're dealing with the division immorality idolatry and just in general theological confusion Mm -hmm. was was the the church in corinth Mm -hmm. so that's why this book is so applicable to us and why i was so excited to get into it because you can you can point to so many things and I can say, see, it's not just me saying this. <laughs> Stuff's in the Bible. You know, before we get started, though, it's already dinner time. Oh. We have dinner made. Um, before we get started, why don't you guys go ahead and pause this and take a moment to pray. Just spend a little time in prayer before we go ahead, and then I think Brandon is ready, and we will dive in. Yep. But also... Um, if there's anything that we can do for you, if you need a Bible, if you need prayer, if you need counsel, if you need anything at all, come to our website, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Questions, comments, feedback, literally whatever it is, we are all ears. This is what we do all day, every day. So you can go to APHomeChurch.com and connect with us on there. And ready? Yep. There you go. This letter. I did it again. It's okay. All right. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus, and from our brother Sosthenes. I'm writing to God's church in Corinth, to you who have been called by God to be his own holy people. He made you holy by means of Christ Jesus, just as he did for all people everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All right. After the introduction, I just wanted to forgot something when Paul first came to Corinth he stayed there two years Mm -hmm. I think I said six you said six I did say six okay so yeah he stayed there two years and then he ended up coming back six years later okay so that was where I got the six okay I just that just popped in my head right as I was reading that I was like wait a minute I I think I just said six years yeah no no no. he stayed stayed there for two years years, and then he came back about six Six years years later. later came back through Corinth okay so, there was that. I needed to put that in there. Verse 4. Verse 4. I always thank my God for you and for the gracious gifts he has given you now that you belong to Christ Jesus. Through him, God has enriched your church in every way with all of your eloquent, eloquent words and all of your knowledge. This confirms that what I told you about Christ is true. Now you have every spiritual gift you need as you eagerly await for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be free from all blame 
on the day when our Lord Jesus Christ returns. He says that a few times in Corinthians. It's almost like he's trying to imply something. Yeah. You know, like the return of Christ. Like being the return on your of mind. Christ being on your mind, right? Mm -hmm. God will do this, verse 9. Yes. God will do this, for he is faithful to do what he says. And he has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no divisions in the church. Rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. For some members of Chloe's household have told me about your quarrels. My dear brothers and sisters, some of you are saying, I am a follower of Paul. Others are saying, I follow Apollos, or I follow Peter, or I follow only Christ. I love that, and I quote that a lot of times, and that's a good attitude, bad attitude, not good attitude. It's a bad thing that we have got in the habit of in in our life our Christian lives today like you know even teachers that you prefer you know you'll people will stay you know like oh I just love Franklin Graham he's just changed my life or it's like it's not about Christ changed your Christ life, changed your life. it's not Franklin about Graham Franklin Graham he, or it's Billy Graham been, or, or, or whoever yeah. but I mean it's, they might have been the ever, vessel they might have been the vessel used, God used but Christ but it's ultimately mm -hmm. points to Christ and that's what I see on I, I gave a shout out to it earlier but I'm going to do it again on, on Preachers for Sneakers in case anybody hasn't <laughs> done that yet it's on Instagram and everybody should go check it out it's um, I, I think it's actually what Paul would do if he were here on earth okay correction it's Preachers in Sneakers like Preachers the letter in Sneakers on Instagram that's what we're talking about not for in so we've messed up this podcast so much already. But anyways, it definitely is. What are we doing with this division? Anyway. What are we doing with this? But they're these, like, rock star preachers that people are like, oh, my gosh, this person has just changed my life, and they just point to this person and this person's, you know, that this person's ministry or or, or whatever church it is. Like this, that has nothing to do with it. It, it, it. Christ, it has nothing to do with the person or the because vessel if that's being Christ used. Christ that changed your life. It's just this place or this person. Has your life really been changed for Christ, or has it been changed for something of this world? Right, but the fa I mean the fact too that a man of God is standing up there and making an idol, you know, out of himself and allowing that to happen, even though he's pointing it to God, but he's still standing up there and doing that. So. But uh, anyway, the point of it was was just looking to a man. He's and that's what Paul's saying is he's like a follower of Paul. Like who cares? The follower of Apollos. Who cares? It's all points to Jesus, and that's where we get. I understand a lot of our. Uh, you know, there's culture is going to make a lot of different, you know, um, parts of Christianity, and that's fine. But that's that's culture that shouldn't divide it as much as it has been. I mean, 
now there's so many different divisions within the church you can't even count the different types of it's crazy and we shouldn't we shouldn't it should not be that divided at all but it is verse 13 that you're waiting on yep 13 has Christ been divided into fractions was I Paul crucified for you were any of you baptized in the name of Paul of course not I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except for Crispus and Gaius for no one could say that they were baptized in my name oh yes I also baptized the household of Stephanus but I don't remember baptizing anyone else I love the way he says that there how he's just like I don't think I baptized anyone like you don't know like who all you baptized like well <laughs> obviously that would have been a thing too yeah that was hilarious but that would have been a thing too that would have been a very public thing and people would have known that you, you, oh that's the that's so and so the Baptist the yeah, guy that, but that it's just funny people. his attitude right like, his attitude so... towards it's great no I love yeah. it too yeah he's like but it makes me chuckle well that's what he's saying he's saying yeah I think I, I, I wasn't because yeah that's not what he sent me for He's like, I can't even remember. Yeah, I've done it, but I can't remember how many times. So funny. For Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the good news, and not with clever speech, for the fear that the cross of Christ would lose its power. So he's not here trying to just have his fancy words and all of his you no. Know, that was a, that was another thing that that Paul's speaking to the audience that he would have been speaking to. Corinth was an was an area where um, um, a lot of influential speakers, motivational speakers, would mm. go through Corinth, and they were known, uh, well known in Corinth for having these intellectuals that would come through and talk. So that's why Paul is speaking to the audience here, saying that, you know, when I came to you and I brought you all of this, it wasn't in these clever words and these lofty, beautiful speeches and all this fancy. You know, just like it was today. I mean, you see... Like it is today. Was today, yeah. No, is today. Um, with any kind of motivational speakers or any kind of convent, you know, little... Well, because you can go and listen to someone speak, and even if it's something that you normally wouldn't I guess be now like... they're called retreats. Yeah, like even, but even if you normally wouldn't be, like, super on board with a certain, like, idea or thing, I mean, you can go and listen to some of these, and before you get done, you're like... Heck yeah, I'll give you five payments of ninety nine ninety nine to teach me how to be a real estate tycoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you get done now they're on. Now there are a lot of them are on YouTube. Easy. A lot of them are on YouTube ads now. You know, you'll see. But they'll I remember, catch you. you know, going to those business seminars where you sure. go in and you have to listen to all these different people speak, and some of them before you get done, you're like, you know, that is a good idea. Yeah, you and then feel you think like about you can, it when you're like standing in line in the yeah. lobby and you're like, what am I doing? But persuasive speech, man. But so yeah, and that's why, and that's why I say this, and and Paul definitely uh, did not have any huge, lofty, fancy words. He wasn't coming out, you know. He was an intelligent guy, but he wasn't. But that this, wasn't his tool. That to wasn't win his, you to Christ, right? It Christ is enough to win commu- you to Christ. We can tell with Paul that community. He was a great, wonderful. He you know, God definitely gave him the gift of, of, of teaching and preaching clearly. But he he wasn't that wasn't his method at first. I mean that was not he wasn't there for that type of he understood something the way that it was 
and it was kind of hard for him to communicate it. He, the only way that he could communicate it was very, very direct, mm-hmm. and it wasn't with no fluff. And that's why I love Paul is because he didn't add none of this isn't about, you know, he didn't have any topical sermons and he didn't have any thousand dollar sneakers that he was wearing. He didn't care about the money. He didn't have any lop. None of that. No lights. No, no hipster band that played before he talked. None of that. I mean, it was, it was a bald and old Jew that, yeah, you know, so. No fluff. Verse 18. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. As the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. We forget this so much. Uh, in verse 18. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. As Christians, we we forget this. We, we try to see somebody that's headed for destruction, that we, we share the gospel with them or we'll keep pushing it or whatever, and they just they don't get it or they think it's ridiculous or nonsense or a fairy tale. And we, uh, in a broader spec, we try to get, um, uh, you know, well, I'm going to force you to believe this then because sure. this is the right way to believe, so I'm going to make rules or laws or whatever it is against this way of thinking um and we forget that listen for people that are not ready or be receptive to the word and to the gospel and to christ this is this is going to be foolish nonsense if they're not ready to come to it Mm -hmm. being completely with an empty cup coming you know completely empty otherwise it's going to sound like craziness. And that's where we, in our world today, we're so lost. We see the immorality and different things. We're like, man, this world just needs Jesus. Well, it's like, no, Jesus, Jesus. this is all foolish to the people that are just continuing in the ways of the world. Because Jesus is already here for all He's people. already here in These the side of right. Correct. Need, These people need to realize need, they need Jesus. Ex- is exactly the point that I was trying to make. Um and to for us i mean the the wisdom of this world is foolishness to god and we just read in our our matthew study that that god revealed these things to people that were wanting to be receptive of it mm-hmm. he didn't say things so everybody would hear it and understand it, do it. He wanted you to be receptive to what he was sure. saying. That's why he spoke in parables. And that's why he spoke in parables. I love this. I use 19 here with our homeschool a lot. And I know for us, the way that we it's homeschool has been. Homeschool, yeah. But the way we homeschool is even very counterculture to even the Christian homeschool community. Because I look at it and say, sure. Why am I stressing out to teach my kids all of these just worldly facts that they quote unquote need to know? What they need to know is Christ. They need to know scripture. They need to know how to live as disciples for Christ. Like that's what they need to know. That's the job that I need to make sure they've got every skill set that I can possibly offer them. Sure, because the reason why 
I, I gave that whole elaborate setup of making this applicable today is because they lived in the same type of environment that we live in today where this world is around us and now more so even than ever that, that we have all these different influences and we're hearing all these different things but we have to remember that the wisdom of what the world is telling us mm -hmm. in that direction of what the world is telling us we should go mm -hmm. is the exact opposite yeah. of what we actually should do so yes in the in the homeschool and in all of that yes a, i understand my children need a certain set of skills to get by in this life because we do have to get by until christ returns and calls us to him but what what else am i right. pushing i just i don't understand well we'll go ahead and just let paul go ahead and explain why it. we don't look to this world's wisdom or this world's ideals or, or anything like that going into verse 20 so where does this leave the philosophers the scholars and the world's brilliant debaters God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish since God in his wisdom saw to it that he would the world would never know him through human wisdom he has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe it is foolish to Jews who ask for signs from heaven, and it is foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. The foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. Obviously, Paul's just making a example. He's not saying that God has any sort of weakness whatsoever. But going back up to what we just read, he has the wisest of human plans it's foolish, it's foolish to, God. to God so what do you have to look forward to well and this is the example that we use to try to explain to the kids and I know it's silly but I think it works we use the example of Santa Claus which we don't believe in Santa Claus. We've never done Santa Claus. We've never done anything like that. But the whole point of Santa Claus, right? Santa Claus could just come out on Christmas and take a selfie in your living room and be like, see, I was here. Yeah. Right? I'm Santa. Right. Santa is real. And you could be like, see, I knew it all along. You know, God could, he could do it the Jews. Like, he could give all these signs. He could just oh, yeah. open up the heavens and show us all kinds of things. But that's right? the exact reason why Jesus rebuked the, the exactly. for wanting a sign. He says, no sign will be given. If you don't get it when you're here, you're, you're not going to get it at all. So I'm not going to give you anything. You've yeah. already got it. It's already here. Um, but yeah, this... So we can learn a lot out of this too, but then we have to remember how to apply this to the world around us. And when we understand the world around us, the what we believe and what we teach and what we live by is foolish mm -hmm. to everything outside. And it's naturally going to go against it. It's not, That will automatically give you all sorts of different obstacles in your everyday life all of this will 
in, in I mean whether it be people whether it be just things you do it will so we just have to remember that it's not bad we just have to remember it it sounds really horrible and terrible but you learn to live with it 26 remember dear brothers and sisters that few of you are wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you instead God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise and he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful God chose things despised by the world things counted as nothing at all and use them to bring to nothing what the world considers important as a result no one can ever boast in the presence of God God has united you with Christ Jesus for our benefit God made him to be wisdom itself Christ made us right with God he made us pure and holy and he freed us from sin therefore as the scriptures say if you want to boast boast only about the Lord so that was really important that to tell an audience that was very intelligent that seems by the world's wisdom and and a lot of them were wealthy too like I said it was a very very um, very popular city very busy city very well known uh, a lot of wealthy people there they're living their best lives yep a lot of intelligent people there so he's reminding them that all of the world's wisdom and everything that they're used to that's not the same wisdom that's in Christ and it lives by a completely different code so everything that he's saying here to them would have you know put them in a a very very put them in humble corner mm -hmm. is what it would have done when I first came to you dear brothers and sisters I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan for I decided that while I was with you I would forget everything except Jesus Christ the one who was crucified I came to you in weakness timid and trembling and my message and my preaching were very plain rather than using clever and persuasive speeches I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom but in the power of God yet when I am among mature believers I do speak with words of wisdom but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten remember that mm -hmm. not just by one man but an idea mm -hmm. A nation <laughs> verse 7 no the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God his plan that was previously hidden even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began but the rulers of this world have not understood it if they had they would have not crucified a glorious Lord that is what the scriptures mean when they say no eye has seen no ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit for a spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets 
No one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given to us. This, remember, we don't come to God. God comes to us. And it's the spirit that comes and searches out these things. This is something that we can't do. Verse 13. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But when people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit, it all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. We're talking about... Oh, let me just finish it. Then. I'm sorry. Okay, you're fine. Verse 15. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. So... It's the spirit comes to us and searches out our heart and 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 gets us to that relationship with God through Christ through the spirit. Um, it's not it, it's something that we have to come completely it, it doesn't come from the world it doesn't come from exciting church music that you know and we throw around this word spiritual and and like it's nothing like and, you know in the holy spirit like it's I, just yesterday i was watching like ridiculous preacher videos uh, of just different heresy i don't even know why i was watching them you liked it but i was watching this short clip of benny hen it was the Holy Spirit actually shows up on stage. And, yeah, oh gosh, I have to show it to you later. I will show it to you later. <laughs> but he's standing up there and he's explaining to these, you know, into this crowd of like, I don't know, like 10,000 people probably. And he's got this people's light up on the stage and he's, ex he's giving them instructions, telling them that the Holy Spirit's going to show up on stage. That when it does, but it stares, it shares the stage with no man, so they all had to stand in this certain direction, and and before it came, everything had to be per perfectly like correct, and then like when it came, dude, this was like knocking everybody down. Like I don't know, man. I watch a lot of fights, and I ain't everybody seen people get knocked out like that. I'm just getting touched. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. Spirit, but all of that whole story to tell you that the Holy Spirit is thrown around like a joke, and that is scary to me. It is because blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Whoo, whoo, mm, it hurts to even just talk about it. I, I mean, just and, and to see people do that, like it. it whew. Well, I it's feel like scary. it's either thrown around like that in this like it's ridiculous nothing, or mess. people don't, or, we or don't, it's nothing. We, and, the and whole spiritual side of it, we completely, we completely, and, and we see a large portion of that in a large majority of the church because spiritual. it's right because, and and we see not a lot of true 
spiritual relationships because it's become practice mm -hmm. this belief has become part of our um, just like the Corinthians tried to do they tried to mix their culture and this together and you can it doesn't you can't mix those two and we try to do the same things mm -hmm. so you find people that are spiritually dead but are going through the motions and these yeah. are the ones that 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 honor with their lips but their hearts are far from them because they're mm -hmm. they're spiritually dead they're they're void of it and the spirit is what gives you life and the spirit is what does these things through you and and what gives you the ability to obey God and, and but to that desire is not God. Not going to show up on a stage and knock you over. Not at all. And, and we so can't that's what's and, happening, and we that's can't throw one. it around like it's some kind of toy. And or we can't prove like it does, you know, act like it doesn't exist at all. But there is not one way we cannot tell it what to do. We cannot control it. We cannot. It's here to help but us. But <laughs> but remember, it's 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 something that God gives to, to you, and yeah. and God chooses you to to give you that. So um, that that comes now. with being receptive and having your heart in the correct place. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be receptive to the message. It's not like we just throw this around, like just get knocked down on stage. Um, and that was a really ridiculous example, I know. No, but, but again, that was kind of our silly, I mean, in trying to find a way to to help the kids, you know, and kind of wrapping their minds around it, that was kind of our Santa Claus right. idea. Is the whole point isn't just, hey, I mean, God could just show up in front of everybody in physical form and be like, Hey, what's up? Like, mm -hmm. this is for real. You know what I mean? But that would like defeat the whole purpose of what he's oh, doing. Oh, he could have. Yeah, he could have done all. But at these the same things. time, like, you either have one hand where you take it and throw it around, and it's like this mm -hmm. ridiculous, silly thing. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it kind of, I don't know. We we don't do it correctly. Well, justice. and and people ask this question all the time. It's like, why did God not just say? Well, it's because he doesn't want you to have to love we'd just be a bunch of robots mm -hmm. if he did that if he just created you to say i want you to love me i want you to serve me i want you to to do all these things and this is you have to do it and this is your you remember know. that was my example when my brother was really struggling with yeah. this concept and i'm like okay so you get a mail order bride right does she really love you does she really right. want to leave her homeland and live here with you and be your uh, just doting right. wife or is she doing it because you bought her and she and has to and she has to no it, other right. choice? Like, does she really, truly love you? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, again, we're trying to grasp at human concepts. Right. It's not a, it's not an this. official, I, like, statement on her. But, but it's something it, that it's kind an of example. Him and made him think, oh, well, yeah, I mean, if I order a mail order bride and tell her this is what you must do and you must treat me this way and respect, yeah, me and, and then me, I, yeah, I expanded into really it on the, on the, but me. and then on the children too, on the kids. Yeah. Okay, you have kids that you want your children as a parent. You want your children to love you because you love them. Sure, you you would you die want for them, them to respect you, and you want them you to want respect you. Want them to listen, but you want them to love you. Mm -hmm. You don't want to force them to love you. 
Yeah, I like, want to have a good relationship. Say you love me and say that yeah. you want to hang out with me and spend time with me. Say it. Yeah. You know, like, no. Say we, I'm the most important thing in your life. No, we we don't hold anything, anybody else up to that standard. That so why would we you, try to... If that is the way you want to do it, it doesn't go well. No, it doesn't. But <laughs> so it makes... Why would God want to do that to us? He wouldn't. And that's what makes it... We He wants it to be like that. So we want to serve him. He want, so we want to... And he wants to accept us you know to accept us as his children and he want and that's where the 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 blessings come in and and not necessarily monetary or or physically or whatever else i mean it may be um who knows what god has for you but no i mean just in he he wants to come in and ultimately save your soul and be completely reconciled (laughs) with you our story which is about 20 years in the making i would say our story now we are more blessed now than we, than have we ever, ever have been, been and, and we're we have more never financially been so poor. financially poor right. in the past 20 years than yeah. we are right oh, now oh yeah the blessings that god yeah the, and that's what i get that's why i like to to make a lot of examples with the blessings that i have and that's almost what i i uh answered to um karen mm-hmm. When she, so Karen, I know she's probably hey, listening. Karen. Hey, Karen. <laughs> but that was one of the things, Karen, if you are listening, that I almost answered back is where, listen, I I have friends of mine. I have plenty of other people that are doing just fine. They have their own business. They're they're living the life. And they're, they're hey, it's great. They Everything got, looks yeah. great. They got money. I don't. But I also have so much comfort and peace and inner joy and in laughter spirit, in yeah. my spirit in my family in true things and the way that god just shows up more and more clear and more and more um you know just more clear in in, in every part of my life whether it's the next morning whether i have to go through a horrible day and then the next morning he'll be right there completely clear mm-hmm you know, I mean, just these moments are so consistent, mm-hmm. and I feel so blessed and so humbled so many different times in these moments that I go, gosh, I'm so blessed yeah. to have, to be able to hear you so clear and to be able to feel you so near mm-hmm. and, and all these different things. You know, I feel so rich in that way where I'm poor in so many other ways. Yeah. But I go, I wouldn't change what I have now for the world. I mean, I would like to be a little bit better in other areas, but I still wouldn't change um, the, the, the happiness. Be, Look, I'm happy to be here. You know, we have you know, hopefully people that are coming, the people that do come this summer will get infected with the fam. But we have this inner just joy and just this just oh, yeah. peace and this thing that just kind of draws – um, draws you in the family does and it's just something that you want to be around and you want this is this is what you want to and that's what the blessing is and so uh yeah man i wouldn't give that away for the world and and that's the type of blessings that he gives and will and and if you come to him and humble yourself and restructure your life and remember that everything that you know is stupid and you need to stop it Basically, that's the two chapters that we just read through. Let's start chapter three. Yep. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk to you as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's 
pretty harsh. It's not what you want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Especially to a bunch of people that are like, what? Yeah. Me? Are we any different today? No, not at all. So, sorry. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger, and you still aren't ready, for you're still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like the people of the world? When one of you says, I am a follower of Paul, and another says, I am a follower of Apollos, aren't you acting just like the people of the world? After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We're only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it. But it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are God workers and you are God's field. You are God's building. You know, that part just gets me because you you look at that and it's like he's, t he's talking very harshly. I mean, mm -hmm. to, to walk, I mean, could you imagine standing up to the church you know, even your local church, whatever, and the pastor being, I, I have to give you guys spiritual milk because you guys can't. Another even thing it. to note here that I forgot to note in the beginning is that they had sent Paul letters too, asking questions. Yeah. And then he received an oral report too of the the issues that was going on in Corinth. And, and he's like, okay, I've got to address this. Yeah. So he was like answering these different things too, and he's like. Are you kidding me with this? Are you right kidding now? me? Well, and that's the part here too that that he talks about and says, "You still aren't ready for anything stronger than the surface level stuff because because this reason he gives you the exact reason you're still controlled by your sinful nature. So we keep constantly getting into this. Well, you can't judge someone. You can't say that. Well, no, I can look at." your actions i can see where your priorities yeah, you're are quarreling. and how you're, you're not wrapped acting. up in certain things that's why these letters are constantly dealing mm -hmm. with the practicality of what our life as believers looks like and he's sitting here going you're quarreling you're living like people of the world look what you're doing this is how i can tell that you mm -hmm. guys aren't truly ready for anything you're not there because you're still living like people of the world Right, and they thought and they different. thought they were on a completely different level because mm -hmm. they're like, we are, we're very spiritual and intelligent people, and we're like, we're totally ready for yeah, this. Your hearts are they're there. living exactly like the world and looking exactly mm -hmm. like they did before, and we went over how immersed in just pagan idolatry and just all of well, this that was going on of in the this time. Two, where right. they're they're taking their worldly things and just kind right, of slapping Jesus on right. it and thinking this is good. Right. Well How and then we so too different? and then in their own pagan religion, even I was telling you with the temple beforehand, all of this was mixed in in integrated in, mm -hmm. in culture and, and oh, yeah. all of this. So You didn't think a second it, thought of it. Yeah, you didn't all right, verse 10. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be careful, 
For no one can lay any foundation other than one we already have, Jesus Christ. This was a problem that was going back then too. They were, they were, they were. These people were coming in after Paul had and gave them this this message, and more people were coming in, sounding very smart and and, and sounding all these things and, and eloquent and and in Apollo's case that was great. I mean, Apollo, like we've talked Apollos before, was Apollos was teacher, yeah. genius and and uh, very fluent and. Dude, just because but, you sound good doesn't mean you're bad. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's not. But th that's the point is is that it doesn't matter whether I'm stuttering this or if somebody presents it to you in a most beautiful what matters is Jesus. Yeah. That's that's all that you need to get out of this. Mm -hmm. So whether you get out of this little ridiculous Bible study or whether you go to um, you know, somebody that has ten billion followers and and cares way more about the image of it than this then it doesn't matter it's jesus at the end of the day verse 12 anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials gold silver jewels wood hay or straw but on judgment day fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done the fire will show if a person's work has any value if the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. That is like the first thing that I remember everybody quoting when I was growing up about God's temple like oh, don't yeah. get tattoos because your body is the temple of God sure and, well that's true your body that, is. this verse has nothing to do with don't eat GMO foods because your body's the temple of God yeah that <laughs> or body piercings or tattoos or anything yeah. nothing to do with that that's a very very we take this at, like this example is, like, to say i say well it's true that your body is the temple of god Just and we, like in we don't want to intentionally destroy this vessel that we have been given for this short period of time sure. that's that would just be stupid just like you wouldn't take your car and go run it into a brick wall like you you just wouldn't do well that. like in philippians where he says or I if you do, do you have problems in all things through Christ who strengthens me that doesn't yeah. mean that you can that doesn't mean that you can win every football game because Christ, Christ will strengthen, strengthen you, you. Yeah. and you'll get a million dollar contract no it doesn't work that way stop deceiving yourselves if you think you are wise by this world's standards you need to become a fool to be truly wise for the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God as the scriptures say he traps the wise in the snare of their own cleverness and again the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise he knows they are worthless <laughs> So don't boast about following a particular human leader, for everything belongs to you. Whether Paul or Apollos or Peter, or the world, or life and death, or the present and the future, everything belongs to you, and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. So that's... Man, I think this is going to be the second time... In a Bible study, they called out the Catholic Church again. 
But this right here is I'm not it's doing it for itself. There's no mediator. There's no person one person better than the other. There's no, no there's no structure to this. And that's just what drives me nuts about teachers nowadays. Even even teachers that I admire, some of them sure. drives me absolutely insane about it because they make it too much about them mm-hmm. and not enough about Christ and like I said these are teachers that even I enjoy their teaching but I still there's still things on the outside listen I understand that that there is a a business side of this that's blessed by God that you you can make your money by doing this and 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 God gives you his blessing to do so in a Paul even says, "Yeah, I mean, you don't." Yeah, that's why. That's what I'm saying. And, 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 and there's there's a very specific manner that you must do it, though. And, and you don't do it to get very thin line. Very very thin line. But so I understand that there's 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 certain ways that you can promote yourself and get yourself out there in order for you to be able to make this to make money off of it. And I it just makes me itch when I hear that. You know. Um, is Paul preached the gospel for free, and yet he worked with his hands to make his money. And you know what? He relied off of donations mm-hmm. from the churches to fund his his trips and, and to be able to do the things that he was doing. And when he couldn't work, he relied on the donations from the church. Sure. So uh, that's in very much where I, I'm totally Paul with it. Like, I would not ever charge for it if I ever decided yeah. to do it. Uh, if I ever decided to preach like that, but if donations, yeah, that's how, that's how well, I believe we should all be willing to help it. one sure, another. Sure, you should. You should, but too often they just get this image built off of them, mm-hmm. and they make money off of this image, and it becomes about them. And you can well, you can see, status. yeah, and you can mm-hmm. see in the comments, you can see in in. in and the things that people say, mm-hmm. you know, that person's name will come up. And it's like, nah, you, that person's name should ever come up. It should just, everything should point you to God. Mm-hmm. And it should never be through the vessel that got you there. You know, that should be something in your heart to where on on the day where we're, you know, the, you know, we're up there. We're finally, you know, we're at the supper. We're at the marriage supper. And we're mingling, you know, to say that this vessel helped me during this this sure, period of yeah. time in my earthly plea, you know, and, and thanking, um, you know, thanking the Lord in the presence of this person and, and being all together. And, you know, that's an awesome thought. It's a great thought. But that's something that's like more personal. Mm. You know, like I have plenty of people that I that have absolutely changed. I knocked my mic down. I have plenty of people that have changed my life, that have absolutely put me in tears, and that I would be like, this man changed my life, and I could post it all over the place and sure. tell everybody about it. I don't ever want to lift that person up. That person right. and, as a vessel and on to help you. Many of those people already have enough money, <laughs> and they don't need any help. Um, but... It, the other the other side of it they don't need any boost and and most of them wouldn't want it mm-hmm. 
So that's what's great is it's all about it's all about where you end and if you end in the bible if you end in scripture you end in christ that it doesn't matter how or who got you there yep. it really doesn't it, it just matters. we can be thankful for the people and please be thankful for the people and the things that have got you there yes but don't ever make that a focus was my point to end this point. on to end the three chapters on and i promised you that this would not be short it has not been anything close to short we're at an hour already but come back tomorrow and we will move into the next three chapters which might be a little quicker because you won't have to set three chapters in an hour man that's almost just like it it's good stuff though it's good stuff we had a short sunday study hope everybody enjoyed it yes thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and we will see you tomorrow